All you pseudo spitters Spitter. Sound is cool, but the trend I see is the truth is missing, missing. I feel the flow is stupid You claim that the music's different, different. I guess it's all opinion, depending on who was listening yeah. What's the word, y'all? It's k underscore podcast Hashtag k we are k We are back and in the building Not only for episode 72 But this is Another beginning, a new beginning this is another season right here. We have entered our three-year anniversary of KTR Know the Rose podcast. So, yes, this is anniversary number three for us. Three years in the game, three years in the wrestling community, three years doing a wrestling podcast. It's been a long time coming. It's been a hell of a journey. But before we get into all the sappy situations and stuff like that, we got to deliver to y'all. Some wrestling news with episode 72. But before we dive into this episode, y'all got to do this one simple favor for us. And please do it because it's our anniversary. Why wouldn't you do something nice for us? And that is two. Follow us on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube. No Rose Podcast on all podcast platforms. We got Google Podcasts, got Spotify. You got Anchor Podcast. Ah, yeah, we got Anchor Podcast, got Pop, we got everything. And don't forget to get merch at ProRestTees.com slash KTL Podcast. Yes, I I'm tripping. Anchor changed their platform, so I'm, I'm I got figure out I got finagle and finesse that up because I think it's Spotify for podcasters now. That's what it's called. But either way, I type Anchor in my search bar. It's gonna bring me straight to the place where I put the podcast up. So let's get let's go. Let's get to the show. Yeah. But hold on, I keep rushing to. I apologize, my brothers. It is our three year anniversary, and I did not check in with y'all. But big hard. Jabo himself, how are y'all feeling today? I'm doing good. I'm doing just as good when we started this podcast as I am today, so I can't complain. And I listened to Tony, Tony, Tony before we got on the air, so you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling real anniversary-ish. You know what I mean? Feeling good today. I like that. Do I like that. Do you know it? We ain't going to do it. Let's go. Let's break down. Cool. break down this episode real quick. We're going to start with the first topic at. And, and I know we talk about this a lot, but it's well-deserved because he is basically the face of the biggest wrestling industry in the world. He is possibly the face of wrestling today as we know it. He's definitely the face of wrestling entertainment, obviously. He's been on mainstream, main events, holding titles for days after days after days. And that is shit. <laughs> You good? <laughs> my apology, my my throat dropped up. I'm not about to say his name. Oh my god! But we're gonna keep it. Though. We're gonna make this wrong. But that is Roman Reigns, yeah, the tribal chief, the head of the table, mm-hmm. yeah. Mr. One Thousand Days himself. Mm-hmm. I know we talk about this man a lot every so often. Hell of a storyline, have not got tired of him yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Been holding titles for years now. The top title at the Just got himself a new title. Mm-hmm. He is the undisputed champion currently. So, with all that being said, all the accolades he has accomplished so far, all the, the thousand plus days of his title reign, him being 
the main stay, the main focus of wrestling since COVID started pretty much. Do you consider Roman Reigns to be the greatest of all time? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. He's in the upper echelon easily. I mean, he's he's definitely taking his spot and proves that he deserves that spot. Um, he's one of the most entertaining people to hold it consecutively for this long. Uh, everybody gets bored and complains, and he has a few detractors now, but compared to like, and John Cena didn't have like really long reigns, but compared to the complaints when John Cena was champion X amount of times, people being tired of him being the champ. Uh, compared to that, Roman Reigns doesn't have a lot of detractors at this point. People are still entertained not only by him, but by the Bloodline storyline. Um, that alone, to me, proves his staying power and his talent as far as uh, telling a story, which is, you know, the other half of what wrestling is. So he deserves to be in the upper echelon, but I don't, I don't put him anywhere near the top yet. Well, one thing that Roman Reigns benefits from that somebody like John Cena didn't benefit off of is that the fans, at least in the last 10, 15 years, they're bad guy entertained. They, they love the bad guy. And with John Cena, when he was WWE champion, when he was the face of the company, he was a good guy the entire time, and eventually fans just got sick and tired of that. Um, they wanted something different. John Cena really couldn't be the heel because of merchandising business, whatever you call it. But then you had somebody like Roman Reigns who played the heel the entire time. His success came from his heel. His success did not come from him being a face. So that that benefits Roman Reigns and people want to be interested in him longer because he's playing the role almost perfectly. Uh, but I still wouldn't put him as a, a fate, I mean, uh, as one of the greatest because I don't know, there's so many levels to that. Um, in order to be the greatest, you have to have more than just one great storyline. And don't get me wrong, this is a terrific storyline, one of the best in our generation, but that's just one. And, and if that's his career based off of it's going to work. His face run was so forced. I mean, come on, we all know that. He had a strictly forced face run, no one cared. People at least gave Cena a chance when he was a face and he began and he dwindled out. They didn't even give Roman a chance. They they just did. So I'm not taking anything away from Roman because y'all know I'm a huge Roman Reigns fan, especially for the product that he's been given. But, but say, were you a Roman Reigns fan before 2020? No, I was not. No, I, <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna be like one of the people. Oh man, yeah, I was a Roman Reigns fan even before he turned hit. No, no, I was not. Not at all. I became a fan when he did what we all needed him to do, which was for him to be a heel and pretty much take the energy from the crowd and throw it right back at them. So since he became that's actually too, that's a good comparison, uh, him and, and, and John Cena. They kind of like the inverse of each other because Cena got over being a heel and then mm-hmm. transitioned into being the face, and then people got sick of him. People were sick of Roman Reigns as the face, he transitioned to the heel. So, you know, it's it's actually a pretty good comparison there. Um, also, I mean, where we was, the storyline is kind of um, a double-edged sword at this point, too, because, like you said, he needs more than one good storyline, and his only good storyline right now doesn't really even have anything to do with his title reign. It has to do with his faction imploding. So that's yeah. another thing that's really actually not – it's not helping, and it's not. It's kind of like canceling itself out. You know, mm-hmm. It's a good storyline, but at the same time, what is it establishing for the footnotes? The mm-hmm. title reign, the defenses, the actual rivalries. Who is his biggest rival 
his entire run is uh, uh, Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar wasn't putting on matches that would stick to your mind like the Rocks and the Stone Colds and Triple H and you know that that's Undertakers. They have matches and feuds with people, and that's that's not what we get in the game right now. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Like I said, because there. It seems like, a, well, everybody's caught in the moment, obviously. But the thing about it is, you know, this this Tyler Rain basically throughout his like, if you just compare it to his whole career, you know, he's been hot for his three years, but the years previous before just been, you know, on edge or subpar of not there. And like I said, y'all bring up a, a very great point of him not being successful when he was attempting to be a face. And I feel like that's just a, a criteria right there that should add to somebody trying to be the greatest of all time because they should be well-versed, you know, well-rounded superstars, you know, see how they are as a face, see how, how they are as a heel. And, like, there's a handful of superstars that are, like, on the roster right now who are you know, more well-rounded than Roman Reigns, you know, currently just as an all-around superstar. You no, know, Grant, you no, know, this has been a great run for him for the three years. You no, know, the opportunities that WWE has been presented to him has been you no know, well and he's been successful moving forward with like how he presents himself but at the same time like I'm not going to be blinded by this three year run that he's currently been on and just say oh this man is the GOAT you know he's the greatest you know he's just very well entertaining as of right now and hasn't gotten stale since right mm-hmm. pretty much and- in my opinion and what do you and, and plus let's say the faction thing is finally over, everyone separated, all go their certain ways. What's left for Roman after that? What's left? Yeah, and he really gonna have to rely on himself. It's gonna be interesting to find out what happens then. Yeah, that, that's great. What is to come for Roman after this whole thing, you know, implodes? Mm-hmm. More yeah. likely, obviously, probably gonna take some time off, so you know, just to wither away. Let other people have their moments, stuff like that, then possibly pop back up again, you know. Or he might be down, bro. You never know. Yeah. Just might just end on a high horse right then and there. Like, shoot, because you got to look at it before. Like, are, is the crowd going to accept him as a face? Is he going to come back as just another dominant person, you know? Because think about it, we haven't yet seen him get pinned yet. And so mm-hmm. you don't know what wrestler they're developing at the moment, you know, if they do develop wrestlers. To be that next person to take him down in a match if they did you know develop a, another match for him because we, we can't get another Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. We can't get that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh with, with Vince still around, I wouldn't knock that out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, and it's crazy that this man is still getting his hands on creative as we see. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Thickening. Yeah, speaking of WWE, you know, WWE has a, a pay-per-view coming up, which is, is going to be out the country, actually, in London. Mm-hmm. Money in the Bank, one of the premier premium live events out there in the WWE. And we have, obviously, the granddaddy of all matches, the Money in the Bank ladder match, where opportunities should be made. <laughs> <laughs> Where opportunities should be made, do they bother? No, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But it's mm-hmm. the it's the perfect handout for an opportunity to just to be created right then and there. And so we have the men's money in the bank ladder match, and we have the women's money in the bank ladder match. No, both should be entertaining. Both hopefully should live up to the money in the bank match standard. 
But my question to y'all is, who do you think will be the next Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank? Harv, you start off with this. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> we had this discussion, um, you know, a little bit earlier in the in in the chat. Uh, for the women, I'll go ahead and go with that one first. I'm yeah. gonna say I think Bailey needs it more than anybody else, but I think um, it might be uh, EO Sky is who I'm gonna personally go with. I do think Bailey needs it the most because her return has pretty much been a giant flop, in my opinion. Uh, she might just be that selfless. I don't know, but she's definitely not living up to the potential uh, that she showed in NXT. And when she first came up with uh, the four horsewomen and all that, uh, she, she's the one that's done the least and that continues to do the least. So I feel like she needed the most, but um, I feel like Io has the most potential. Um, she's, she's really the one of the best wrestlers on the roster. So mm -hmm. that's the, she's my favorite in the match. As far as the men go, as much as I hate go ahead, say to admit it, it, it's going to be L.A. night. It's yeah. Gonna, <laughs> it's going to be L.A. night. If yeah. It's not, if it's not, then they have to have something lined up for that dude because he is legitimate. He's killing it with everybody. He's mm -hmm. Wrestling-wise, I am not impressed by dude. I feel like he's basic. He's very average. I'm not a fan of the gimmick. But everybody else is, so I, I gotta I gotta admit to what I see and what I hear. Um, I feel like he's getting the best reaction, so he's probably the the one that's gonna take it. I don't want him to. I feel like he's a waste of time, me personally, but he's probably gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Go ahead, J Bo. Dude, I mean, my my sentiments is not that different from Harv. Um, on the account of Bailey, she does need something more because the whole damage control thing since she has returned has been extremely lackluster. Um, I mean, come on now, even the group together with EO Sky and Dakota Kai, I mean, they're, they're all different elements put together. Um, I still think Bailey has an opportunity to rebuild herself if she is put in a decent feud by herself and she takes herself somewhat more seriously than she does now. Um, but no, I, I'm with Harm. EOS guy all the way. I, I told you guys over in the chat, I really do not care about the women's ladder match. I don't know. I just feel that I there, there's nothing standing out to me to where I'm interested in. So at this point, it's just who I favor. Yeah, EO is who I favor. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match, not only am I interested in it, but I actually see this going one of two ways. Um, obviously, the main way would be uh, who the fans have been getting behind, the one that hard apparently do not necessarily like too much, but obviously that's L.A. Knight. But I do also see the possibility of Logan Paul in there and, and winning. The only reason why I see that is because you think back to WrestleMania, it was Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. And obviously Seth Rollins came out with the victory. I can see WWE pulling a move where Logan Paul not only wins the Money in the Bank ladder match, but gets his revenge on Seth Rollins by taking the World Heavyweight title from him. It's been his WWE. Oh, I'm not man. WWE. You are lucky you are the analytical person because I wanted to mute you so bad, but I'm like, he's about <laughs> to make a real valid point right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go, keep going. Not saying I want that to happen. I know you don't want that, but you 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 see it happening. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
it's happening. And with somebody like Logan Paul, who only makes appearances when it comes for big matches, I can see him taking the money in bank briefcase, being completely absent, which helped for the shocking cash-in. And then now they have Seth Rollins versus uh, Logan Paul 2. And then that could eventually lead up to a 3. I, I see that happening. I do want LA Knight to win just because it's somebody new, somebody fresh, somebody who don't have any titles, who could definitely be somebody, but I can also see it going the WWE route with Logan Paul. Yeah. Sorry. That's with all that new UFC money. Bro, <laughs> and that, that's, that's what's sickening about this. Like, I get it. Like, money make the world go round, and we need money. And they, and they rely on revenue, and they, I see they're moving more, sort, more, uh, more towards entertainment than wrestling, but mm-hmm. it has to be a limit. Mm. It, it really Lito's found his limit. It, it, wow. I don't know if it's because I hate Logan Paul, it's but crazy. it really has to be a limit. That's probably it. Yeah, mm. that's legit. I mean, he doesn't. He don't belong there in that capacity. He he has proven that he belongs there. He don't belong there in that capacity. He doesn't like it's a limit. Like I get like having celebrities in certain matches. They can have their spots. They one on ones, but when it comes to something of like that type of accolade that yeah. these wrestlers train night in and night out for yeah. to get to the, that this position, yeah. that's, that's where I draw a line. Honestly, yeah. like, <laughs> a money the bank contract, a Royal Rumble win, a title match, all that stuff that just needs to be out the way from when these celebrities and all these one time. Shines and spots just come in and want to do a match because it, it it's it's really unnecessary and uncalled for. And you're just wasting space and you're just making the roster even more upset because, like, damn, you just added Logan Paul to this, this match. You know, I get it for like entertaining person, but now you just add him because you think y'all want him to win. Mm-hmm. You taking up somebody else's spot that could have been there and somebody else's opportunity that they're missing out on because somebody with. Multi-million followers and multi-millions of dollars came in and said, hey, I want to do this. You know, I get everybody, I get everybody's all like nice and stuff in the in the back, in the background, stuff like that. Like, oh, he comes in and trains and does well and he's a, a good sport. But that that I I personally believe some of that's just BS because it's like this man is really in, mm-hmm. in, in this prestige of a match taking my spot. Yeah. He didn't work for it, he just bought it pretty much. But at the same time, starts to get off track for who I think was going to win the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Obviously, for the men's play night, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has really come a long way, honestly, from when he was doing with the Max uh, Max Male models as Max Dupree um, getting squashed against um, everybody's love when the fiend and he you see how he bounced back from that, uh, mm-hmm. close to almost getting fired uh, from last year. And look where he at now. The crowd loved him. Y'all gave him opportunity, and he took over. You know, it was a, it was a, really a slow build, but mm-hmm. it, it, it worked though. It worked not not like too slow, but like you know, gradually, like over the, the months. You know, once you give him more team time opportunity, he made away with it. Yes, so, he's the highest one, and I was really conflicted when him and Montez Ford were in the qualifying match. I was like, damn. 
I want both of them being it, so I could be like confused on who I was gonna pick. That's but I was spot, like, uh, that's the spot Logan Paul taking up right there. Yeah, yeah, like for real, it truly is. Yeah, it's true. But you know, they they on you know they both on break right now because they celebrating their wedding anniversary, so it makes sense. Probably filming that show and stuff too. Yeah, they they was they was out here in Vegas. Yeah, I'm still sick about that. But that's another story. Yeah, so with the women's money in the bank line match, um, the fact that there are two different factions within this match and two individuals that are in the match and one of the individuals is has a few of one of the factions, mm-hmm. who's going to just, you know, cut everything loose and just say, Lynn Vega, Queen Zelina, she's going to win, you know? She um, she is slightly hot, you know, like with momentum, she's slightly hot. But at the end of the day, I like feel like, okay, if there was any time in the moment to give somebody a boost and a push and an opportunity who needs it more than anybody else because they don't get much time to get exposure, it'll be her, you know? EO Sky and Bailey, you know, they, they got their thing and, and they fine. Becky, she don't need nothing because she just popped on her own right now. And who, who are those two women again? There too. Huh? Trish Stratus. Yeah, tr- why? Why? Yeah, that's how I said. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Zoe Starks, too soon. Yeah, she needs a uh, little bit more matches and you know, experience underneath her belt on the main roster. But other than that, it's like, yeah, Zelina Vega, my opinion. I I hope she knows. And, I, and, they, and they should do the same thing that they've been doing with the last few passwords of Money in the Bank. Once she wins, cash in that same day while she's still high. Goodness. She's going to have a clear Liz Morgan effect where she's going to win it. People will be behind her for all of six and a half weeks, and then they will turn their backs on her so fast. I, uh, I, I don't we we did it. say it about Liv Morgan. I, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I, I was... We knew she was going to win, but I'm like, I'm, I wasn't convinced during the time ran, you know. No. I'm going to have a little hope for Zelina. I'm going to have a little hope, you know. Just a little. Just because she, she's entertaining thing. me. You know, I like entertainment. But besides that, it's like, yeah, I got the little glimpse of hope. Why, why are you shaking your head hard? Go ahead, speak. I said I love looking at Zelina, but she, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's where her talent is, <laughs> wrestling wise. She's not terrible. She's just very average. She in 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 the ring is like there's nothing special about her in the ring, and they don't invest in the women's characters enough for her to have the effect of somebody like L.A. Knight. When does she get a promo? Yeah, you know what I mean. When, when does anything like that happen? It doesn't. So she can't really rely on any charisma she might have. Like how she got that Twitch stream and all, you know, Instagram and all them followers she got there because she can interact with people. She don't get to do that here. So I don't see not a good choice. They don't need to repeat Liv Morgan. We know it's going to be a Liv Morgan situation. They know it's going to be a Liv Morgan situation. Don't repeat it. It's still pretty fresh. Yeah. 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 I said we're going to have to wait and see this weekend at Money in the Bank in the UK, we're gonna have some fish and some chips and some crumpets and enjoy the show. Wow, yeah, <laughs> what a crumpets, huh? What a crumpets. I feel like it's a pastry, <laughs> 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 it's, 
It sounds like a pastry. I'm gonna go with that. All right. <laughs> All right. It's either that crackers. It's one of the but I would okay. pick it. It sounds like a sweet okay. dish, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who moving on, moving on to the next topic at hand. And that is about something that came out in recent week, and that is the BRP 50. Shout out to Black Wrestling Podcast, first and foremost. For them curating this list of our wrestlers, the, the black wrestling, the rest community, as how they progress or no over the years. Now I know it's been going on for several years now, and mm-hmm. they've been doing a wonderful job with it. It's getting a lot of recognition, even on the mainstream, also all the indie wrestlers, and it just makes a great thing that everybody in the wrestling community, especially with our people, are this heavily engaged with each other, mm-hmm. so we can recognize you know everyone because. Everybody knows we have the the PWI 500 pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we have a list for our people to recognize those who made the the top 50, you know, in their in their eyes pretty much. And plus there's no knockoff to no any other wrestlers, but it's a great way to highlight you know those wrestlers that are maybe in the indie standpoint that people may not know about, so we can go out and support them too as well. So it does showcase and highlight. The, not the mainstream, but also the indie wrestlers as well. But with this, we're going to talk about the top five of those wrestlers because I'm pretty sure everybody around the community has seen this list pretty much, but I just want to get your, your opinion about it. So the top five on this list, number five, was Wes Lee. And he did make a big drastic jump. I really believe he was ranked in the 30s last year. So Wes Lee was number five this year. Number four, Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Number three, the almighty Bobby Lashley. Number mm-hmm. two, the people's champ, our people's champ, the black champ, Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. He did it for the hood. And <laughs> in number one, repeated number one, especially from last year, this year, Bianca Belair. Yeah. So with that top five list, how do y'all feel about that top five? Uh, I'll start with this one. So the first two with Bianca Belair and Carmelo Hayes, obviously well justified. So no question, no comments on that one. Uh, Now, just for clarity, this is from June of this year to June of last year, correct? Uh, No, I believe it's from May to May. From May to okay, May to May. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken. I can see Bobby Lashley getting that high. Uh, the one that I will comment on is Wesley. Look, I, I, I will give him his credit because he has been putting on star stellar matches. He, I mean, he's been doing terrific jobs since he was in Impact Wrestling and, and doing more independence. I, I still do not believe him as such a dominating North American champion as he has been. Um, especially ever since he beat and Dijak, that I, I just lost all all believability after that one. But I I do have to give him his credit because his matches are entertaining. It's not just because of him; it's because the other wrestlers involved as well. Um, I don't know if I will put him in a top five, but I would definitely put him in a top ten just because of how amazing of a year he had. Um, and Ricky Starks, I don't know. You can call me a hater. I'm just not a fan of Ricky Starks. I've never been a fan of his. 
when he won the FTW championship from at the time Brian Cage and he held on to it for a while. It just made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. I think the only real reason he's he's so high up is because AEW fans, they're behind him. He had one championship match with MJF. But other than that, I mean, nothing else stands out to me to where he should be in the top five. I, I just don't see that at, at all. But that's my opinion. I agree for the most part. I mean, I don't dislike Stark. Starks. Um, he's 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 decent. I've seen worse. Where is your crush? Yeah, we've seen worse. Um, so I'm I'm, and I get why people would put him that high because he did have that title match. Um, mm-hmm. but there's so many black wrestlers I feel like had a better year than him. Uh, Montez Ford, I feel like he didn't yeah. win many accolades, but he put on much better performances. He's been more consistent since he's been there, in my opinion. I uh, think the accolades has no adjustment. Of course they do, but I'm I'm just, you know, making my own statement. <laughs> uh, of course accolades matter, but um Ricky Stark, like you said, only had that one title and then lost the challenge for the world title. Mm. So I mean it's it's not incredible. You know what I mean? Uh, Bobby Lat did Bobby Lashley win a title within this year? Or the the US title? Was that this year? Or was it last year? You said May to May, and Bobby Lashley's been pretty MIA for a while. That's that's um, a, that's a that's a great question. I'm I'm yeah, honestly so not it's, sure. It's, it's thing on top of my head, I don't feel that that Stark should be up that high. Um, the top two, of course, are more understandable. Wesley, I get to because again, if we're going off of accolades, he's he's been doing his thing. He's not very believable, but he's doing his thing. Um, so I'm I'm not upset with it, but I do feel like there should be some restructuring of the list. Yeah. Bobby Lashley was US champion from July to October of twenty twenty two. Okay. Well then that's probably why he's up that high. Yeah. But then he like yeah. fell off right after that. They didn't have nothing for him. A lot of that had to do with the match they had uh at WrestleMania, supposedly between him and, and Bray Wyatt, which didn't happen. There was no build and nothing came after that either. So mm-hmm. um Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a loaded question, I guess. I get it. I get why the people that they put in those spots are in those spots, but I don't completely agree. Yeah. With that, actually, Montez Ford was ranked number 17. Yeah. He's not. Ricky Stark ain't 12 spots higher than that. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. And and again, even though I'm not, not. Although I'm not a fan of Ricky Starks, it's not a knock to him because, again, I, I see the fans getting behind him and I respect it. It's just that for this list specifically, for the last year, here, I even put it like that, even for the last year, I just don't see him top five. Top five. That's my point. Okay, so my question is, so you well, number one and two is obvious, unanimous, pretty much. Yeah. For me personally, I wanted to put Melo at number one or beyond, but I clearly understand why. So yeah, so one, two, obviously unanimous with that. Three, Bobby Lashley is is not unanimous, but it's certain that he's in the top five. You know, it, it's yeah. there. So since you uh, you two are basically on the edge of having Ricky Starks and Wesley at number four or five, who would you replace in that position? What two wrestlers you believe should be in the top five in replace of them? I mean, in place of them. Forward for sure, I feel like, should be up. I don't even know if I would put him in top five, but he should be higher than those two, in my opinion. 
Okay. Accolades are the only I, like I understand the accolades and that's why they're higher, but I don't feel like they're that much better than him. I'd have to think on the second one, give me a second. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think on it. Well, I would definitely. I don't know. It's 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 hard to 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 look at because I don't have the other top six through ten in front of me. Um, but I. It's just not who who you think should be in in who others who you think should be in the top five. That's it. Tasha comes to mind, but she lost her title too quickly, in my opinion. So her she, reign over there in Japan didn't really do much. She was in the top ten. So, okay, so I was, gonna, I was gonna say Mercedes Monet definitely, but she didn't have that many matches. Enough. Right, and that that was that was the reason why she wasn't you know put in the top five. That makes um, sense. Who else in the top ten? Give me those other uh, four. Okay. Um, I know I'm trying to think off the top of my head right now. Let's see here. Okay, number ten was Brian Keith. Okay, keep going. Number nine was Powerhouse Will Hobbs. Uh -huh. I was thinking Powerhouse Hobbs, but he hasn't really done anything, has he? Mercedes. You won the title on AEW? Yeah. Yeah. He was TNT champion. That's right. Okay. I remember that one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mercedes Monet was number eight. Willow was number seven. Willow Nightingale. Yeah. I would definitely put Oh, I do love her. Yeah, I do love her. She definitely become a fan favorite over the years. Definitely top five. And number six was Athena. Yeah. Yeah. Athena. I would personally put Hobbs up there. He was the one that I was thinking, but I didn't recall his title reign. Um, but AEW's kind of hurting him, too. He keeps getting lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. But when they do put him on display, He's he does his thing. I guess I just like him more than I like the other two's character-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess for my fifth person, if I had Bianca Carmelo and Bobby and Willow, I would honestly put Jade Cargill in there because because she's been I winning. I was telling people that. <laughs> she's been winning. She just recently lost. So if we're talking about from May of last year to May of this year, she's been winning matches. She's been defending her title. She's been used regularly. Despite if you like her or not, I mean, her her accomplishments over the last year speak for themselves. What was her spot? What was her ranking? 13. Mm. I believe. Over Ricky Stark, though? Hey, Over. Like, I, I, this is all in the opinionated list, no? It, you're right. That's true. It threw me off when I, when I, when I saw it, too, as well. You know, when her, she, her being at 13, because I was like, she's been, you know, Consistent. Consistent, undefeated. She was undefeated like all of since last year until basically now as the TNT you know, um, champion. So, yeah. I think the no, reason. TBS champion, I'm sorry. TBS champion. I think the reason why they didn't put her in the top 10 is because as the wrestling fans all over the world have been saying, they've been getting bored with her in-ring matches. And I think that played a role in it. Again, we're, we're talking about you know, so many factors and she hits most of them. So, yeah, whatever. I, I, top five for me. Yeah. I said Jay should be number one because I love Jay. 
<laughs> yeah, but for me, um, for that top five, like I'm, I'm in agreement with the top three with you no know, Melo, Bianca, and Bobby. Um, I actually do surprisingly for me agree that Wesley should be in the top five. Right, it's it's yeah. arguable. Yeah, oh, it's arguable. Yeah, I said man, I don't have him at five. No, I still have him at that five position. I just would put Jade somewhere in that top five because of her undefeated streak and her holding the title for so long and making that title relevant. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's the thing about it because right now, ever since she lost, I just became uninterested on in who has the TBS title. I don't care about the best. I, said, I, don't, I don't know who got it right now. That's like that. you know what I mean. It's hard to stay invested to that company and everything, especially with their pay per views being six hours long at that. I was like, you, you. <laughs> I, that's that's why I was invested in the TBS out because of her. So yeah. hey, it was never I saw a commercial program or some social media was saying, oh, Jay Cargill is going to be on AEW. I was making sure I was watching AEW. So like, <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh... I haven't seen no advertising, so I'm just chilling. Now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it is Wednesday. Oh, well, see, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, like, no, it was a great list. You no, know, like I said, well respected list. You no, know, like I said, shout yeah. out to Black Wrestling Podcast for creating this list. Y'all been doing y'all thing with this. You no, know? also shout out to uh, We Love Wrestling too as well for the assistance on that list as well. Like I said, y'all are doing a great thing for the wrestling community, and we appreciate y'all and everything that you do. So with that, going to another topic at hand, and that is speaking. We're talking about we're gonna we're gonna keep it on the black wrestling. We're gonna talk about Carmella Hayes because I, I want to. You know? <laughs> yeah. it was it was something I want to speak about specifically, pretty much with him. That's why I'm glad we did this episode a little bit late after yesterday. So recently on Monday Night Raw, he made his. Main, not necessarily main event debut, but he made his Monday Night Raw debut against yes. a, a well established wrestler in Finn Balor. Yes, no, mm-hmm. great match, no big stage match, close to on the on the final hour of Raw, which is no close to the main event card uh, part of the show. And everything mm-hmm. and he he performed, and but at the end he lost, and after that loss, <clears throat> I was seeing a lot of buzz on social media saying on how this. Hurt his character because he lost to Finn Balor while being an NXT champion. So, in my opinion, and not my opinion, but my question to you is: Did that? Do you think that match hurt Melo? And another question is: I mean, obviously, I believe he's ready, but do you believe he was ready to be on the main roster of Raw or SmackDown? Is he ready to be on the main roster? Absolutely. Should that match have happened? Absolutely not. That match should not have happened. And if for some reason they just have to, you know, uh, build this matchup since Seth Rollins faced Brian Breaker on NXT, so now they're doing Finn Balor versus, uh, uh, you know, Carmelo. If they just had to at least make sense with the storyline, have Baron Corbin come in, interfere, cost him the match. That's that what, was, that's, I saw a lot too little for that pain. Yeah, keep the credibility from Carmelo because he has to defend his title on NXT against Baron Corbin, and it still keeps the strength of Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. It, but if they wasn't going to go down that route, they didn't have, they did not need to have that match. There, there was no point. There was no build. It was so random. It was. I don't know if it hurt Carmelo as much as it does the NXT. Um, this is the champion of a whole show. He randomly came up on Raw and then he lost clean. <laughs> to to a challenger for the other show's 
title. I don't know. I, that it, the matches shouldn't have happened. You, you know, they be throwing random stuff in there, like how Gunther lost clean to Braun Breaker. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still hurt by. It shouldn't have happened. I agree. It was a bad idea, but I don't think it hurts him um, because he's from NXT. I mean, they're supposed to be on the come up. They're not really supposed to be at the top level um, just yet. So it doesn't really hurt him, but I do agree it shouldn't have happened. And I do think he's ready for the main roster whenever they want to move him up. Uh, but I, I don't I don't look too too hard into it. I think the Braun Breaker one was much more detrimental than Finn Balor. I truly do. That, that, was, that was way worse. But we're not talking about that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Like I said, this, that match should not have happened in general, you know, pretty much. I say him yeah. losing clean kind of like threw the whole situation off to as well. But in the same way, I get why he was thrown on there because, you know, it, it's time for him to get that exposure before he gets to the main roster because you know ever before that it was more heavily focused on Braun Breaker pretty much. And so now since Melo is the NXT champion, he is working with uh, a person that's on the main roster who is a free agent. It's time to give him this exposure before he gets to the main card because yeah. believe it or not, the NXT crowd is different from a Raw and SmackDown crowd. You would yeah. expect to think that these crowds would be heavily invested the way that you see the, the NXT crowds are heavily invested into the NXT superstars, but it's really not the case. It's really surprising, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because with me, you know, and people cheer, obviously, Mello, but I expected, like, a bigger pop for some odd reason. You know, even though the NXT arena is smaller, and you know, he gets a lot of cheers in that. And I was uh, um, in L.A. when they had when he had his match against Braun Breaker. You know, all the NXT fans were there were cheering loud. But it just, I don't know, just wasn't the same for some odd reason. Because the thing, he just needs that main main roster exposure. That's also why it shouldn't have happened, though. They should have just had him come out and do some, some promo. You know what I'm saying? Talk his trash is what he should have did. Mm -hmm. And stirred the pot a little bit for a potential match between the two. They could have did that and got him a reaction better than what they did on Raw, in my opinion. You know, you made a terrific point about the crowd differences, though, because you can also say the same thing about L.A. Knight. If you look at Carmelo Hayes or look at NXT crowds, those are the crowd they come to see wrestling. They see wrestling. They want to see the next up and coming. WWE crowds, Raw, SmackDown, that's just a casual wrestling fan. You know, you have your wrestling fans, you have your families that, you know, they look on their phone, oh, wrestling's in town. You know, you want to go? They don't know anything about the wrestlers going on, but they're just there. So with Carmelo Hayes, yes, of course you're going to get a pop of NXT because he's great in the ring, but on Raw, SmackDown, it's all like, okay, who's he? But look at LA Knight. When he was in NXT, he, he was just getting by, you know, he, he was just getting by because you're looking at the wrestling aspect. But to the entertainment factor, that's why he's been building up so well on Raw and SmackDown because he does that entertainment side. So even for the casual wrestling fan, you're going to be entertained. So, yeah, that's that's one of the issues that Carmelo is going to run into. But to Har's point, yeah, just come out, do a promo show. Why? You know, you are in that spot. It'll work. Yep. 
Yeah. Another thing they dropped the ball on was that they did not have Trick Williams on the show on Monday night. That's another thing. <laughs> my personal, my personal preference, he should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> Why you shake your head off? <laughs> no reason, man. I like Trick too. It's good. I like the game. I like them together. So I'm with you. Yeah. So that's it. So with that Monday night raw, they should have just had him that little interference with Finn Balor when he took the chair and left it at that. But throwing him in the match, yep. it was like. I wasn't mad at it because I was happy to see him wrestle on Monday night. That see was, him actually get his spot. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm investing now. Like, I hope he do good. I hope he win. Like, yeah. But no, it is what it is with that. But let's call it a day. And with that, that is all the time we have for episode 72. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. And thank y'all for joining us on our three-year anniversary. And I'm going to ask this question to my brothers like I do every year for the anniversary. And that is, what do you look forward to year four of Nolan Rose podcast? Oh, man. Getting that presence up, man. I'm going to actually start doing some little solo junk. You know what I mean? Putting my face out there. You know, promoting the team, promoting the product. We're going to actually make some, some, some stronger steps what I'm going for. I've been playing around with social media just to give a little bit more of an entertainment value to our fans. So uh, that, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Some some different, some uniqueness, but also bring more entertainment from our side to our loyal fans. That's what I'm looking forward to. Let's see. Yeah, year year three has been the year of life. I would definitely say that. You know. <laughs> Mainly, I'm, I'm thank y'all for everybody that's been that was staying around, sticking with us. But you know, this this year was has been a, a little bit lax because you no know, life gets in the way. But you no, know, who don't go through life, and that's the thing about it, and that's what makes life life because life be life. And so, with that, like I said, year four gonna come back stronger, gonna come back harder. Uh, this year, I look forward to putting my co-host more so on on the, the forefront of the podcast. You know, I don't want y'all to think this is Cinco and the crew. This is Cinco, J-Bo himself, and Big Horror. So, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to the entertainment aspects and what they all have coming forward and doing what they do. Meanwhile, for me, you know, obviously, you're going to see me with my guest appearances, you know, going to these shows out of town, doubling my rounds, and all this. You better not finish that. Don't finish that, homeboy. Uh-uh. I will leave right now. Don't finish that. <laughs> Do not. Oh, <laughs> and other than that, besides that, and also work working on my um my character for <laughs> my my manager role that I've been doing lately with um Glory Pro Wrestling, and it's been a great year. I mean, I've, I've done a year already with that doing being a manager. And I've been through a lot, and I just I just realized it's been great. I did matches with. Homicide, I did matches uh, against Tootie. We beat them up. And I was involved in hardcore matches, time matches with Mike Outlaw, doing stuff with Calvin Tankman, who is also on the BRP 52 as well. It's been a hell of a year. I've been enjoying myself, and I look forward to what's to come. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you take some bumps, man. That's a good thing to look forward to this year. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you put through a table. I want to see a chair wrapped around your noggin. All right? I want to. I want to see you in a, in a in a strap match. I want somebody to just take you to the shed. I hope you win, but I want to see you get hurt. <laughs> 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 I 
You know, Harv, I, I would be entertained by Camaro Jackson hitting Senko with a lariat. I, I think that would be a one good one, right? One good one. One good one. Hey. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. That that should go right on the right on the, t- the 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 title of the show, like I did doing WWE and start showing showing all the little graphics and then the past moments with just that one. Just that one. That's it. Com- Camaro, Camaro Jackson, if you're listening to this. If you ever hit me with a lariat in, in, in any part of your career, I will sue you. <laughs> I don't care if it's in a sanctioned match. I don't care. <laughs> oh, no people that have lawyers, all right? <laughs> I have money to pay those lawyers. <laughs> but no, nah, but like I said, all jokes, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's to come of that, and I, I can't wait for this year four. But besides all that, this is episode 72. We sign out. Thank y'all, everybody, for support. Thank y'all, everybody, for the love. And thank y'all, everyone, for the appreciation. We love it, and we can't thank you enough. But before y'all sign out, y'all got to just one simple pay for us, and that is to follow us on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, No Rose Podcast, all podcast platforms. Got Google Podcasts, got Spotify, got Anchor, our podcast popping with everything. And don't forget to get your merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash KTR Podcast. This is episode 72, anniversary number three, live and direct, Know the Rose podcast, hashtag KTR, and we are out. Three years running, and still, tell them what they should do, Big Horn. Pump them numbers, baby. That don't compute in my mind, I must be out of mind. Black fist high, rally up before we out of time.